Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome back to the realest podcast in the dunya, the three Muslims. We're joined here with a very special guest today, Brother Nadir. Assalamu alaikum, Akhi. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wabarakatuh. What's going on? Alhamdulillah, you're up, bro. Good as usual. How about you? Alhamdulillah, khair, man. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, man. So before we go in, man, honest question right now. How did you find us? Uh, just random uh, YouTube stuff, man, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, I don't remember what it was. Uh, I don't remember exactly what it was, but alhamdulillah, uh, me and my wife, we spend, you know, we hang out a lot, alhamdulillah, together. And just looking at different Islamic videos and things like that, just, you know, some, you know, your man goes up and down, right? So sometimes you're just watching stupid YouTube videos and sometimes you're like, ah, let me let me try to get my knowledge up. Let me just, you know, learn about this and that. And uh, alhamdulillah, I saw a couple of things you guys did with Sheikh Uthman. I saw a couple of things you guys did with like uh, Brother Gabriel and all these uh, really cool things. And alhamdulillah, from there, I just I, I went back to like episode one and uh, I actually, uh, subhanAllah, my wife, she's Puerto Rican and um we were looking at Puerto Rican Muslims and we found Angel. <laughs> so, uh, and then we it circled back to you guys again. I was like, subhanAllah. So, yeah, alhamdulillah. So, I'm, I'm, alhamdulillah, it goes without saying, I'm assuming that your wife is a revert then. Yes, yeah. Yes, alhamdulillah. Yeah. Are you a revert yourself or born Muslim? No, I was born and raised in a Muslim household. Alhamdulillah. Born and raised in a Muslim household. How about this? For anyone that doesn't know a little bit about your story like I do, why don't you tell them what's up? Tell them us, tell us about you know your upbringing, your life, what you're about, inshallah, so the viewers have a better idea of the wonderful guests that we have tonight. Sure, alhamdulillah. Barakallah fiqh. Bismillah, alhamdulillah. Wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi salam ajma'in. Rabbi shahli sadri wa salli amri wa halul uqtatan min lisani yafkahu kawli. Allahumma ameen. So, uh, so my name is Nadir Thabata, as it says uh, on that little card underneath my face. Uh, so, <laughs> um, so I was born and raised in New Jersey. Uh, I am Palestinian originally, alhamdulillah, from a small village named Ramun. And that's like Bayramallah. And I myself, I am legally blind. So uh, I need to just take some time just to kind of explain what that is. Uh, legally blind means that I have vision right? But my vision is so bad that according to the law of the land, I can't, I'm, I'm considered to be blind. So I can't drive a car. I can't operate heavy machinery, you know, <laughs> things like that. Alhamdulillah. Um, so uh, born and raised in New Jersey and Alhamdulillah, you know, typical, I'm sure I have a lot of people that were, you know, that are first or second generation here can relate to my upbringing, you know, my father and my mother came in 84. I was born in 85. So, you know, typical immigrant parents, kid growing up in America. I'm the oldest of six children. And mm. alhamdulillah, you know, we grew up with Islam in the house. Uh, more of a culture than a deen, if, if you guys understand what I'm saying. Like, you know, we prayed, we fasted. Why did we pray or fast? Because if we didn't, we'd get smacked. You know, <laughs> that's pretty much uh, how it was. But alhamdulillah, may Allah reward my parents for everything that they do. Allah, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, just and and being someone that was blind, you know, and I and, and the term blind, by the way, uh, is not a bad word. A lot of people will beat around the bush and they'll say, you know, your lack of sight or, 
your sight impaired. No, just use the word blind. You know what I mean? So if, if in the way uh, I see it is, is if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala used the word blind to describe Abdullah ibn Umm Maktoum in the Quran in Surah Abasa, who am I to not accept that title? You know what I mean? Uh, so, uh, so growing up as someone that's blind, you have to grow up with a lot of obstacles. Right, just in general, obstacles from the people around you, obstacles trying to do what you gotta do to just live as good as a life as you possibly can. And alhamdulillah, you know, obstacles came and go, and it is what it is. Success from Allah, we take it as it comes, you know what I mean? And we make it happen. So that's really what it is, you know. And 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 in all honesty, in my household, Yes, I was the only blind person there, but there's other blind people in my family, other people that have similar vision that I do. So it wasn't really a strange thing for my parents, you know. It was mm. to the point where as, uh, you know, my dad really didn't treat me any differently. My dad would do, would, would work construction on the weekends and he'd, come, he'd take me to go work with him too. Like I'd knock a table over, like walk into a table and knock it over, and he'd smack me upside the head and said, which means, boy, open your eyes. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it was just really, alhamdulillah, he treated me, he didn't, didn't treat me any differently, alhamdulillah, than, or made me into a charity case or anything like that. And I think that's really what made me the way I am and really led me down the path that, you know, me and my wife took eventually, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, yeah. bro. Wonderful story, bro. Mashallah. Anho, bro, you got something to say, bro, before I go in? Yeah, yeah. so uh, is it legally blind in the sense that, like, you can't use glasses or contacts or anything like that? Yes, exactly. So, so glasses or contacts don't do anything for me at all. Damn. Yeah, nothing. Nothing. So, so if, if they were, yeah, alhamdulillah. But if they were to check your uh, prescription, like, a number what would the number be just i don't know like <laughs> you know what's what's the what's the vegeta quote over nine thousand over nine thousand bro yeah but no man the, the the thing is 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 um i don't i don't go to a regular optometrist you know i have to go to an ophthalmologist because mm. the issue is with my retina General, yeah. Generally, when people need glasses or contact lenses is because they have issues with the lens in the eye. And you can repair that by putting a fake lens over the eye. You know what I mean? That's, that's pretty much what glasses and contacts are. So, uh, so with me, you can't really fix the retina by putting something on the outside. You'd actually have to go in and operate. And there's very experimental things, right, that would fix my issues. But nothing that uh nothing i'm really willing to take the chance on to be honest yeah i mean how much vision do you have right now i can see about 20 percent of what the average person can see so uh i have uh my specific visual situation is called labor's congenital amaurosis so it's just it pretty much just means that the retina didn't fully develop right and on top of that, I'm also like, I'm normally nearsighted. So let's say, for example, I can see normally, I would still need to wear glasses because I'm nearsighted as well. Uh, and I have like with, with my, with my condition, I have night blindness. So at night, my vision's way worse. Um, mm. I have really bad depth perception. So, uh, so like I really, so sometimes I'd be walking and you know, sometimes when it's really sunny, you see the shadow of the pole, like is there's a street pole street sign or something you see the shadow on the floor i would just jerk back 
and imagine that it's right in front of me, but in reality, it's still like four feet ahead of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just gonna say, brother Usman writes, "May Allah grant this brother a long and peaceful life." Allahumma, I mean, and brother Adam writes, "I just had eye surgery, hence I'm really grateful for this." Subhanallah. So before we really go in, I just had you know one quick question. Tell us yeah. a little bit about your visual journey, right? So, did it get worse over time? Was it always like this? I know congenital is usually like you know it forms you know early stages of your of your life and uh, you know how you are now in terms of your relationship with you know things you struggle with or is there, are you used to more or less you know yeah yeah of course um so yeah i was born this way right no doubt i was born this way this was this is a hereditary condition that as mentioned before i have other cousins and uncles and aunts and things like that with this so it has gradually gotten worse and only reason why i know that it's it's so gradual it's hard for me to tell right <laughs> Uh, only reason why I know this, and this is, uh, I guess a very practically, a practical example. I would be able to play video games much more efficiently when I was a kid than right now when my daughter wants to play the switch with me just cause, just because she knows she could beat my brains out in Mario Kart. You know what I mean? So <laughs> like, like I tell her, I tell her straight up, I'm like, Habibti, I can't see what's going on. You know, like I could see my little driver, but I can't see where to turn in the map. And she'll be like, I just like playing with you, Baba, even though we all know she just likes to beat me in the game. So, <laughs> so yeah, you know, and I can tell because with my computer, for example, so I use I, I use magnification software with my computers. So on the Mac, it's called Zoom. On Windows, I think it's called Magnifier. And what that does is, is it magnifies. I remember when I was younger, I would be at around 4X. Now I'm at like an 8X, you know? as far as zooming so it definitely has gotten worse but i still have my peripheral vision so i can still see from the side of my eyes i still have central vision i can still see from the you know the front and center and alhamdulillah you know it's it's it does it is gradually getting worse it may it's probably going to continuously gradually get worse but uh it's it's so slight it's very hard for me to tell as it goes So if it continuously gets worse and worse, let's say it gets to the point where you're just having a really hard time seeing it, will you just say, Allah's bismillah, and then get the surgery? I, maybe, possibly. But remember, it's, it's, all, it's, all, uh, it's all still very experimental. experimental right? so they, don't even have yeah. it, they don't even have it open for everybody. You know? Mm. And, uh, and from mm. those experimentations, you have some people that they could see perfectly fine one day. Next day, they can't see anything at all. You know, mm. so would I trade? Would I trade what I have now, which is, you know, stable to a certain extent, right? Say stable to absolutely rolling the dice every morning, and I'd rather just stay with what's stable. You know. Okay. Fair, fair enough. Alhamdulillah, bro. You know, it is what it is, man. You know, this is a lot of people. They say. um, a lot of people say, I can't imagine what you're going through. It must be so. Yeah, it's hard. Of course it's hard. It's very hard. And uh, and alhamdulillah, you know, I take it for what Allah has given me. This is this is part of my test. You know, this life is a test. We all know this. This is part of my test. Mm-hmm. And alhamdulillah, we do everything we can to uh, make it easier. Make it easier upon us. Make it easier upon other blind people uh, within Islam and outside of Islam. So alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. 
Guys, if you made it this far, smash that like button. Share this with a friend or two that needs to see this video and this message. And we have a little bit of a surprise before we go into this brother's story. He has some wonderful work that he's doing right now. Dawah to Muslims that are blind, having visual issues. Uh, this could be non-Muslims. This could be new reverts. You know, because there's a lot of neglect in this community. But before we go into that, why don't you tell a little bit about your personal story to Islam? I know you're not a revert because you were born Muslim, but even born Muslims revert at some point in their life. No, absolutely, brother. Absolutely. Um, so as mentioned, you know, I was born and raised in a Muslim household. So it was just do this, do that, because we told you to do it, right? Alhamdulillah. I don't want to take anything away from my parents. May Allah reward them because they, they pretty much taught me the way they were taught. And being born and raised in a Muslim country, it's much easier to go that route, that, that, you know, that way of raising your kids. And uh, even though, uh, you know, I would, I would be the kid that would go into my room and be like, yeah, I'm praying and just, you know, sit there, lay on my bed for five minutes <laughs> and come out and say, I prayed, you know, um, may Allah forgive me for that. I mean, uh, but it was, it was, it was pretty much just culturally Muslim, right? I believed in Allah. I believed in Islam. I never transgressed the bounds, right? Alhamdulillah. I never, uh, you know, drank or smoked or, you know, did any, anything crazy like that. Uh, Alhamdulillah. I stayed away from all the really bad, bad stuff. More, more so for fear of my father than fear of Allah. But I did. Alhamdulillah. I did stay away from it. And uh, when I was uh, 17 years old, it was somewhere between, uh, you know, junior year and senior year in high school. I went to this program for blind students and it was at a college in New Jersey. It's called Drew University. And we went there. Uh, well, I went there and it was all just blind and visually impaired students around the same age, you know, anywhere from like 16 to 18 years old. And it was kind of like a college experience on campus and alhamdulillah the way i saw it was hey, a chance out of my house for three weeks great you know um and when i went there the first person i met there uh was a person named yadira and uh i introduced myself now keep in mind this is after 9-11 right this is literally 2002 summer after 9-11 so uh, the first thing I do is I introduce myself and say, hey, my name is Nadir. Uh, or, you know, I say Nadir because people don't know how to say Nadir. I say, my name is Nadir. Uh, my friends call me Nate. And just to let you know, I'm Palestinian and Muslim. So if you don't want to talk to me, it's all good. <laughs> like, <laughs> just, just straight up. And, uh, you know, she, she, her being a, you know, a girl from, uh, from Newark came back at me and said, okay, Newark, New Jersey, if you guys don't know, look it up. <laughs> uh, she came back at me and she said, um, she said, oh, well, my name is Yadira and I'm Puerto Rican. Like, do you want a biscuit? So <laughs> like, okay, great way to break the ice. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. So, uh, so, you know, we developed a friendship. Alhamdulillah. We were talking. I mean, trust, this, this was not proper. This was not, you know, young Muslim men do not go introduce yourself to, uh, to uh, pretty young girls, right? Don't do that. You go, go, that. go straight to the Baba, you know, don't yeah, go to the for girl. Sure. For sure, for sure. Um, but, uh, but, you know, alhamdulillah, we developed a friendship. And as mentioned before, my visual impairment is, you know, is degenerative. So I was actually thinking about, I was really considering learning Braille. And Yadira is totally blind. She is totally blind, 100% blind, can't see anything, okay? 
And, Which your uh, wife is 100% blind. Yes, and you spoiled it, bro. You spoiled that she she's my <laughs> wife now. You spoiled, you spoiled it, bro. it, bro, because you said Puerto Rican, bro. No, I said from Newark. <laughs> said you, said, you said a Puerto Rican girl. <laughs> giving you Whatever, a biscuit. Man. Yo, Angel, how many Puerto Rican girls are there in the world, bro? Is there just one? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of Puerto Rican women, bro. <laughs> Nah, and he said that he he said that off air, bro. He didn't say that on air. No, we said no, it in the beginning. Alhamdulillah, khair, it's all good. You said it in the beginning. Right. Oh, bro, jeez, I must have been off air then, bro. Alhamdulillah, <laughs> <laughs> khair, whatever, it's all good. So Yadira, Yadira's totally blind, okay? And uh, she she uh, she, so she offered to teach me braille. I said, all right, bet. So she would come over my house. Right mm. with my parents around, my mom around. May Allah reward her. And uh, you know, we developed a friendship, and we would talk about religion. She was Catholic, I was Muslim, not practicing really, you know, really Muslim by name. Uh, but she was a Catholic, and we would just have discussions. You know, I would share videos of like Yusuf Estes with her and stuff like mm. that. And uh, in June of two thousand and three. Right. Uh, she calls me up and she was like, I got something to tell you. I said, what's that? And she was like, I want to be a Muslim. So subhanAllah, not even like really trying to give her dawah. Right. Um, just off of conversations that we would have, she decided that she wanted to come to Islam. So uh, me being once again, very ignorant uh, guys don't do this. Uh, me being the per like I'm the only person that she knows that's Muslim. So who's gonna teach her Islam? I am. Who else is gonna teach her? You know what I mean? So I started. I was like, if I got, if I'm gonna teach her more about Islam, I gotta learn more about it myself. So Subhanallah, man, I started looking into this Dean, and I just, I fell in love with it, bro. I fell in love with Islam, and. Uh, I just started learning more about, like, I didn't know what the Fatiha meant till I was like 20 years old, bro. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's crazy. And started learning about the truth about Islam and how we can back it up, how it's not just faith, how you legitimately can show someone that this is the right way. SubhanAllah, man, it just, it just pulled me in. So that's really, that's really when I, you know, I remember sitting in Jum'ah and, uh, and it was a small, it was a small masjid, right? You know, every neighborhood has their big masjid. There was a small Salafi masjid uh, that I started going to. And Imam Hamza, uh, that's, the, that's the Imam's name, Imam Hamza. He's in, uh, there in Patterson, New Jersey. Um, may Allah reward Imam Hamza, I mean. Uh, and I remember somebody took their shahada and I just sat there and I, and I just took it again. You know what I mean? I made my shahada again. And of course, I've, saying, I've been saying this over and over again, but I, I said it with the intention of like, you know, may Allah accept this as, as me like really re-embracing this deen. So yeah, so that, that's kind of my story of how I got on my deen again, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. That's beautiful, bro. I mean, so, I took some bad steps in the middle, but you know, alhamdulillah, it's, it all led yeah, to somewhere yeah, yeah. good at the end, right? <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason for everything, you know? Yeah, alhamdulillah. But, um, so question, when you started to learn more about the deen and, you know, get deeper into it and 
you know, show her all this? What what did it like run across your mind? Like, ah, you know, we should get married. Yeah, once once she told me that she wanted to become Muslim, I pretty much knew that was the case. You know what I mean? It's just oh, the, situ- man. The, the situation is, is, you know, with us as Arabs, you can't just get married. You need to have some mm-hmm. money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And as someone that was still trying to figure out what I was going to do with my life, still trying to go to school, uh, still trying to go to college. Like I dropped out of college because... Uh, I was terrified of riba, terrified of riba, right? Mm. Like once I learned, once I learned, you know, once I learned about Allah going to, you know, you going to war with Allah and his messenger by taking interest, right? And I, I, that was after I took my first student loan out. I said, yo, forget this. I'm out. Peace. You know what I mean? I'm not, <laughs> I'm so not bro, beat for that. Tell us a little bit about this, bro. I don't want to cut you off, but a lot of people don't know the severity of, of riba and all the student yeah. loan. Go into that a little bit. I mean, look, listen. There's differences of opinion on it, bro. And I'm not a scholar. I'm I'm as I'm as layman as the next guy. You know what I mean? So I just went in it on my own. But you know, whenever you hear a hadith that you know Allah is gonna go to war, uh, you know, whenever whenever you're resurrected, the person that deals with riba, right, on the day of judgment, when you're resurrected, an angel hands you a shield and a sword and says, "Go to war with Allah and His Messenger." Bro, I don't want that beef. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know who does, but I sure as hell don't. So, um, so yeah. So, uh, as someone that was just really getting on his dean, mm-hmm. uh, I I really felt that that was the best. That was the best decision for me at that point in time. You know what I mean? Allah wa yeah, bro. Sure. Like, like, like I said, like I'm someone that is very I am. I I stay in my lane. I don't try to. You know, I can only advise to to mass limitations like you guys have had scholars legit scholars on here with you you know what i mean i'm a nobody i'm just regular old nadir brother nadir that's trying to do something good for the blind community that's it um so that's all that's my own personal decision to do that based on the evidences Mm -hmm. that i that i looked up and i researched you know and it's just it's scary bro i mean you know like you're you're in medical school right now fayed right you're still a medical student right like I mean, you you know, you know the pressures, bro. It's tough, man. It's tough. Mela bless my parents immensely for oh, helping I mean. me stay out of that. I mean, I mean, bro. I mean, I mean. But yeah, so uh, messy, so th- just to get back to what Anha said. So I dropped out of school, and I was like, you know, I want to marry this girl. My intention is to marry her, right? But I can't mm. tell my parents that. I can't tell anybody that until I start bringing in money. So I I start looking for work. I work as a like a kind of like B2B salesman selling the dumbest things. Like I was selling like New Jersey Nets tickets. Like it was so dumb. Like why would I go to a business to sell New Jersey Nets <laughs> tickets? It's so, it's so stupid. But I did that. It didn't work out. Um, and I ended up, alhamdulillah, I don't know what made me decide to do this. I was just filling out job applications like a maniac, right? Anywhere I could get in, anywhere I could get in, I'm going to try to get in and try to get a job. So I, uh, I actually got hired at Home Depot. I went to work at Home Depot in the garden, an outside garden. That's where they put your blind friend Ned. <laughs> and I worked there, bro, making $10 an hour. I got the job in April. Okay. I got the job in April of 2007. And I did my Ketub Liktab in September of 2007. 
الحمد لله so uh, so yeah i mean it, it was rough of course my intention was to marry her and uh, but once once i had that opportunity i i approached my father uh with it mm-hmm. saying yo look this is what we want to do um and uh, and you know yadida's whole family isn't muslim uh, i don't really want to get into her personal situation and her upbringing and her life uh but yadida doesn't know her father she was raised by her her grandmother so uh, so you know we had to do it in a roundabout way right so uh we invited her over to the house and once once my dad said okay you know at first my dad was like no you know we want to find someone that can help you that can take care of you right Mm. And I was like, yeah, but I don't want to marry someone that's going to be my maid. I want to marry someone that's going to be my partner. You know what I mean? And uh, and then I shared with him what uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said to Aisha about Khadija, uh, because you know Aisha, she he he would mention Khadija, and she she would be she would and she would get some jealousy, you know, Rasulullah anha. And uh, and I I told her I told him what Rasulullah sallallahu told Aisha about Khadija. He's like. I told him, I was like, Yaba, I can't control who Allah put the love in my heart for. You know what I mean? And this is halal for me. And this is good for her because she doesn't have Muslim family. You know what I mean? Hmm. It's, we can only, like that can only go so far, right? Like that line, I can't control who Allah put the love in my heart for. Because, you know, a lot of LGBT dudes would be trying to use that. But, yo, get out of here with that. <laughs> <laughs> get out of here with that. You know, this is all, this is all halal, all right? This is all halal. So, uh, so I told him that, and alhamdulillah, he, he turned around, and he was like, okay, invite her over. We invited her. My mom approached her and asked her about it, and alhamdulillah, she agreed. And the rest is, as they say, history, you know? Clean, man. Seamless, mashallah. Since then, I'm assuming, you know, you've, you've obviously, you know, it was a learning curve, as all marriages are, you know, ups and downs. We're all human. But of course, I want to kind of, of fast forward a little bit for a sec into sure. this wonderful mission that you have with Islam by Touch. Absolutely. What was, so, the, uh, what was the genesis story of this, bro? So, uh, so as mentioned, Yadira, uh, my wife, may Allah reward her. Uh, she uh, she came to Islam back in 04. She accepted Islam. She took her shahada in 04. And when she accepted Islam, we looked for ways for her to learn learn more about Islam. Now, Yadida is a reader, right? She loves to read. And if you're not familiar with it, blind people read Braille, okay? And Braille is a system of dots that are put together to form letters, words, sentences, paragraphs, books, so on and so forth, right? And uh, so we started looking for Islamic resources in Braille. Back in 04. Now we found a Quran in Braille, but that was an Arabic Braille. And Braille is available in every language. It's Arabic Braille, Spanish Braille, English Braille, Urdu Braille, Braille in every language. And there really there wasn't any resources for her to learn how to read Arabic Braille. Uh, mm-hmm. So we looked for something in English. And the only thing we could really find are anti-Muslim books. Remember, this is only a few years after after 9-11. <laughs> So we could find anti-Islam books in English, bro, but nothing pro-Islam, right? The, the, probably the biggest thing we found was the autobiography of Malcolm X. That's really it, right? So uh, we kind of let it die at that point, dropped it, and uh, time went on. As mentioned, we got married. Alhamdulillah, we have kids right now. Alhamdulillah, we have four kids, uh, two boys and two girls. Um, 
we homeschool them as well. Alhamdulillah. And, uh, you know, just got busy. I got different jobs, you know, trying to make more money to support my family. And in 2015, I want to say 2015, Yadida approached me and she was like, you know, Abdullah, he's my oldest. He's 12 years old now. Uh, she's like, Abdullah's getting older and the other kids are growing up and I want to teach them more about Islam. Uh, let's look. You know, we looked so long ago. Let's look again and see if something changed. Maybe we could find something about Islam that I can read and learn. You know, that's in English. That's available for me. So we looked again and we contacted local masajid, internationally, like, you know, around, this, around the entire U.S., internationally. And we came up with nothing, bro. Nothing. Nothing in English Braille that she can read and learn more about Islam. So <clears throat> we actually started formulating the idea of doing this ourselves. And it just so happened, subhanAllah, how, you know, the, you know, the ayah in the Quran that Allah will, you know, uh, give you something that you may not like, but it is better for you. Uh, mm. I lost my job in February of 2016. I lost my job. I got I got fired because uh, we were having issues. You know, I don't know if you remember the whole uh, upgrade from Windows XP to Windows 7 that happened back around that time. When they did that, whenever Windows XP stopped being supported, my magnification software started going crazy and I was doing sales. So my productivity pretty much got cut in half because I couldn't do my job properly. So I would fight with management and uh, they just pretty much fired me on a technicality. They needed to get rid of me because I was causing too much trouble. Uh, so uh, we got, I got fired. Alhamdulillah, right? the way, bro. It's part of the code, bro. Alhamdulillah. But look, look, look I got I to gotta give you the whole breakdown. I got fired in February 2016. We started Islam by Touch, which is uh, the organization co-founded by myself and my wife to make Islam more accessible to the blind community. We founded it in March of 2016. In April of 2016, my daughter, Suhaila, was diagnosed with lead poisoning because the apartment we were in was covered in lead paint. So we had to leave and go to my, my parents' house. So I was homeless, practically homeless, right? All this happened, bro. All this happened. Yani... Like, like, think about it. Like every every scenario for me to just be like, bro, forget this. I'm gonna go find a job and just go and work because I gotta get out of this. Because uh, the whole reason why we started Islam by Touch was to give it was to give access to Islamic material to you know in English to blind people, both Muslim and non-Muslim. And our first goal was to take a reliable English translation of the Quran and to put it in Braille. So. Mm. Through all of these hardships, right? Alhamdulillah, we were able to raise some money and we were able to get into an apartment, a different apartment. And it took us one year. So in March 2016, we started Islam by Touch. In March 2017, we completed uh, taking the English meanings of the Quran by Sahih International, if you're familiar with that translation. Uh, we used that specific translation because of how you know, renowned it is across the Muslim world, how many scholars have, uh, you know, said it's a good, simple English translation. It still maintains its eloquence. We use mm. that specific translation. It took us a year to properly edit it, format it, uh, you know, uh, and to put it all into Braille. And Alhamdulillah, it took us one year 
to do that. And so we took this one book that you could pretty much fit in your backpack or in your pocket. And it's a 10 volume set in Braille. It's 10 volumes, 10 big books. Each one, I'm going to show you right here. Each one is about this size. Right here. If you can see it. That thick. Each one. Subhanallah. Ten volumes. This is volume one right here. And uh, alhamdulillah, from uh, then, from March of 2017 until today, we have produced and distributed. We're almost at 700 copies around the world, alhamdulillah. Sorry, how much? Uh, uh, 700 copies around the world. We print them out, we ship them, and alhamdulillah, we, we give them to the blind community for free. We don't charge blind people for these because blind people live uh, 75%, at least in, in North America, just in North America, 75% of the blind community live at or below the poverty level. So we don't charge blind people for these. We send them out for free. And alhamdulillah, we work strictly off of the donations of the community. Alhamdulillah. Bro, tell me I got the website right. Islambytouch.com. Islambytouch.com, yes. There we go, guys. Brothers, sisters, including the Alphabet Gang, if for some reason you're watching this, if you want to support (laughs) something bigger than us, something that's literally going to transform lives in a community that's often neglected more times than not, astaghfirullah, click on that link. All right, pinned comment or type it up www.islambytouch.com. And please, this is we're not being sponsored by this brother. I'm genuinely telling you this from the bottom of my heart. Donate generously, give sadaqah, support any way you can, even if you can make some dua, share this page, you know, do your thing, inshallah. Inshallah ta'ala, barakallahu man, barakallahu And uh, and the thing is, 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 so we started with that, right? So, uh, so we're like, okay. Alhamdulillah. And we, we continue doing this. We, we can't stop doing the broken on because there's so much need for it. Alhamdulillah. Uh, so we started with that. We also developed an app for iOS devices, for like iPhones, iPads, things like that. For blind people that may be more like me, you know, legally blind or may not prefer Braille. So uh, iPhones and app, you know, iPads, they're built with this feature called voiceover. And voiceover mm-hmm. is how blind people, pretty much anything you touch on the screen, it'll read it to you. So we are the first to develop an Islamic application with that in mind, you know, with, you know, with the focus on voiceover. So it has the full English meanings of the Quran in Braille. It also has the 40 hadith of Imam Noe and other like basic Islamic teachings, just in case somebody wants to give da'wah to a blind person is a good way to give it to them. Um, just, I just want to kind of run through just a couple of things we do uh, real quick, just so people know that, yes, alhamdulillah, we do the Quran, but we do other things as well. Um, we also, before COVID, we would travel, uh, we would travel, I would be on a plane pretty much almost every other weekend, just giving khutbahs at Masajid, letting people know that, you know, what we're doing. And we would also do workshops. So we would take the family night and we do a workshop to educate the Muslim community on how to interact and treat blind and disabled people with respect and dignity. You know, like, uh, like we all have to keep in mind that. Uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was, you know, was acknowledged uh, by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for, for turning, you know, for, for, for frowning at a blind man in the Quran. And, and if that's, if that's how Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, if that's how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala approaches the best of mankind, how is Allah going to approach us for mistreating and neglecting 
you know, whether it be blind or disabled people in general. So we educate them on how to treat people with respect, with dignity, not treat them like their furniture or, you know, treat them like they're a charity case. And, uh, and lastly, one of the biggest things we do, alhamdulillah, uh, we weren't really able to expand on it so much because of COVID, but uh, we're, we actually do actively give da'wah to the blind community. Uh, we actually went to the world's largest blind convention, which was in Sin City, it was in Las Vegas, right? In the middle of Las Vegas, in the middle of like the Mandalay Bay Hotel and Casino, there's a da'wah booth giving da'wah <laughs> pamphlets to blind people in Braille and in large print. <laughs> so, <laughs> and alhamdulillah, we got a couple of shahadas when we were there too. So, you know, alhamdulillah, we're very small. We're a very small group of people, you know, doing what we do. Uh, uh, extremely small. Like when I say small, think about small and then make it even smaller. But we do it by the sake of Allah, by the will of Allah. Allah allows us to keep doing what we do. And alhamdulillah, uh, we're surviving and we're, we're making it happen. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. It's amazing, bro. Yeah, man. And, uh, and uh, you know, look. And, and the thing is really is I just want to make a couple things clear, right? Like, yes, I'm blind. Alhamdulillah. Like I said, blind is not a bad word. Use it. It's okay. Blind people don't, don't, don't mind. Uh, so, so just, I just want to give some advice to the brothers and sisters, inshallah, that are uh, watching. If you see, like, if you know a blind person in your family, it is really up to you to, uh, you know, to really make sure, like, if, it, if this is a close family member, right, brother, sister, parent, child, okay, it is up to you to encourage their independence as much as possible, okay, because uh, it really is, it's, it's, it's very humiliating as a blind person, whenever I'm walking somewhere, and alhamdulillah, I can walk, I can walk around, I can move, Allah blessed me with you know, with everything else, alhamdulillah. Uh, and somebody just come up to me and, and, you know, pull me along and drag me, you know, like, oh, let me help you, brother. It's like, bro, like, what? I come from Jersey, man. You know, you get chin checks for stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, in, in all honesty, like, alhamdulillah, it's, it's, it's very important to, you know, like, look, yes, we have our limitations, you know? Don't give me the keys to the car and ask me to parallel park your car. It's not going to happen. But... You know, alhamdulillah, man, like people see my wife cooking and they get thrown back. They're like, whoa, what? You know what I mean? Like, uh, like, you know, like, like, well, no, man, like my wife can make a mina chokona bichuela gisa, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, man, man, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> this isn't, oh, this isn't outside of our faculties, you know? Um, so, yes, we have our limitations. But it's up to us as a community to encourage people. Like, I, I use this example of Abdullah ibn Umm Maktoum, right? This is the Sahabi that was referenced in Surah Abasa, the blind man, right? Rasulullah, when he would leave Medina, right, on three separate occasions, he left Abdullah ibn Umm Maktoum in charge of Medina, okay? He left Abdullah ibn Umm Maktoum in charge of Medina, and us as Muslims can't hire a blind person to work at our store. Like, think about that. You know what I mean? It's like, we have this beautiful example of, of Rasulullah but we, we, we claim that we follow it. But mm. when it comes to things that really can affect people and help people in their lives, we just let it sit. 
So uh, that, that's that's really just just some advice for my brothers and sisters, you know, just listen, man, you see a blind person, ask them, can I help you? Ask them, do you need help? If they say no, say, alhamdulillah, I'm here if you need anything. Very simple, mm. very good way to approach it. It's crazy, man. Like, we just live in a time where, where people are, are so sensitive to things. Where it's like you said that the word blind is really not that big of a deal. Like, it, listen, it, if you're blind, you're blind. You can call call it how it is. Mm-hmm. Right? But, like, you look at um handicapped people. Like, um, they would be classified as uh, retarded. Mm-hmm. Now, they don't see anything wrong with that. You call a handicapped person retarded, like, they're not offended. Like, they don't even know what the hell it means. You know, they're just living life. They're, they're groovy, bro. They're groovy. And then you it's, have this random person getting offended for them. So yeah, it's, it's I mean. It's just the times we live in, man. I mean, look, listen, listen. I'm going to be real with you, right? There, there's are, there are words that some people, that, that are like, okay, so there's a word disabled and there's the word handicapped. You know what I mean? Now, disabled, I, I like the word disabled, and, and it's generally more acceptable than handicapped, right? But then you got people that aren't disabled, and they'll say, oh, no, you're not disabled, you're differently abled. And then they'll start that? using that word. Mm. And it's like, it's like, no, bro, hold on. It's like, hold on, bro, don't, don't, don't put a word on me that I don't want. You feel me? What, um, is, what is friendly labeled? No, differently abled. Differently abled. Yeah, yeah. So they'll take disabled and turn it to differently abled. They're trying but, to like soften it. Yeah, it's it's mm. like look, it, there are words, you know what I mean? Like there are words like you could call me uh you could call me Palestinian, but if you call me a sand monkey, you know what I mean? Like I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna take offense to that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> you gotta you gotta you gotta draw the line somewhere you know but it's like yeah, yeah, i get course. what you, you mean bro there was a asperger's or something they call them special you know like that yeah yeah i mean so, this, this, this... Yeah, Rahe, the real saying? question though real question though the real question is, is how does your wife cook if she can't see See, this is uh this this is this is a question uh this is a question we get a lot, right? I mean, I remember I remember one time I invited one of my boys over to the house for dinner and he's like he looks at the kitchen and the lights are off and he hears all this chopping happening. He's like, What's going on in there? He's like, Why are the lights off and all this chopping is happening? He's like, Oh wait, Yadita's blind, she don't need a light. <laughs> but um but no, man, alhamdulillah, bro. Listen, you, you have to learn, right? This is the thing. There's, there's, a, there's always a way to get around uh, certain issues that you have. So you need to learn how to like measure by feel. She learned how to, you know, and there's tools. There's different tools. Like we have Braille measuring cups. So measuring cups with like Braille labels, they'll tell you on it. This yeah. is half a cup. This is a quarter of a cup and all this stuff. But you need to learn how to cook from her grandma. So, uh, yeah. uh, so she just really just goes at it, you know? Mm-hmm. sometimes she needs to ask like what's this what's that but generally she knows you know where everything is as long as it's an organized kitchen she can do her thing you know mashallah bro may Allah raise your wife yourself yeah, I mean, and your family to the highest ranks in Jannah bro do you know how many wives I know bro how many wives I mean. how many mothers I know that can see 
but they're choosing not to be here, bro, for their family, not to nurture them, not to take care of them, bro. Subhanallah, bro. Alhamdulillah, man. My wife, she has a degree in early childhood education. She could have went, she could have worked, she could have, she, 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 you know, she went, she did all of her stuff to go actually be a teacher at school or she's, she's an extremely intelligent person. But uh, when we had our kids, she decided to homeschool our kids, right? She decided that homeschool was the best route. And there's a couple reasons why. Mm -hmm. And may Allah reward her for this. So not only does she homeschool, but she helps me out with stuff with Islam by touch. And she takes care of the home. And, you know, she, subhanAllah, she, she, she's, she's like superwoman. You know what I mean? Uh, but she, you know, she, she decided to homeschool because, number one, we knew people were going to judge us. Like when my oldest was born, Abdullah, the hospital fought us on sending him home because we're both blind people. They're like, who's going to help you take care of him? It's like, what do you mean who's going to help me take care of him? I'm going to take care of him. She's going to take care of him. So they fought us until we threatened to sue him. And that's when they finally allowed him to come home. And we're like, if we, if we even think about sending him to a normal school, we got to deal with a different teacher for every kid every year. And we want to avoid child, uh, you know, child protective services like the plague, bro, because they see disabled people. That's it. You're marked on the calendar for life. So, uh, so that's one thing. That's one reason. Mm -hmm. Another reason is, is bro, education, like public education is in the toilet bro it's in the toilet bro like the things they teach your kids nowadays that they have to do they have to do this they have to learn about things that are 100 against islam 100 against islam and and you know and and then parents can't in all honesty parents can't complain bro because these people are with your kids more than you're with your kids mm. And I can't listen. I'm like I said, I'm not here to say my way is right. Your way is wrong. But we want to try to raise our kids to the best of our abilities. We want our kids to have the best manners. We want our kids to know Allah the way, you know, the way that he that, the way he wants us to know him. So, Alhamdulillah, you know, we decide to homeschool and take it into our own hands. Alhamdulillah. That's the best way to do it, man. When I have kids, I'm going to homeschool them. 100%. Bro, and, and and it's yo, it's not easy being blind homeschoolers. There's a lot of things that are physical books, you know. So mm -hmm. we need to constantly, constantly find different ways to just keep up our curriculum because so many things are inaccessible for us. But uh, alhamdulillah, man. Like I said, we do the best we can. We do the best we can with Allah. At the end of the day, as long as my kids know Allah, know this is the truth. And stay to the truth and make the right for me when I'm in the grave. I'm good to go. <laughs> oh man, and raising your kids at home, like homeschooling, is so much better. Because if you really think about this in normal school, like what's the biggest thing that we take away from it? It's math, the simple math, not the crazy mm -hmm. stuff, but the simple math, reading, writing, speaking, it's stuff like that. The other stuff, yeah. like I'm, I'm sorry, but I haven't used it. I haven't used it. And I'm sure, like, mm -hmm. maybe over 95% of other humans who went to school and all that, they haven't used it either. So it's like, if you can homeschool, well, you can teach the basics that we're going to use, you know, your kids are going to use. And then you can teach them, like, the real stuff as well that you wish you would have learned yourself when you were in school, when you were younger. That's the beauty of homeschooling. Yeah, alhamdulillah, mm. man. It's uh, it was a, it's been a great benefit. It's a lot of work. It's it is hard work. It's a lot of work, but uh, inshallah, the benefit, you know, the benefit should outweigh the uh, the, the the hard work that comes along with it. You know what I mean? Mm. 
Alhamdulillah, bro. Guys, for anyone that's new into the stream, they were here from the beginning, you know, and they want to know what this is about, what he's about. Click on this link, head over to this website, inshallah. The website's wonderfully done. I took a look at it myself before the stream. All the info's already there about your purpose, your vision, how you guys started, what you guys do, what you're about. So alhamdulillah, I don't need to say anything else. Hit the website up. But brother Nadir, tell us a little bit about, you know, like a closing remark. Anything you want us to know, anything you want us to leave with. So just to kind of leave this, right? I just want everyone to to understand that the whole purpose of Islam by touch is really based on uh, this this hadith from Rasulullah right? Where he says that you do not believe until you love for your brother what you love for yourself. And that's really all we're trying to do here, right? Is to give our blind brothers and sisters in Islam the ability to have access to, you know, the word of Allah or the meanings of the words of Allah, you know, just Islamic information and knowledge. We want them to have the same access that you have, you know, my sighted brothers and sisters in Islam, right? You guys can read if you want to read. You guys can listen if you want to listen. We want to have that same access, right? Not everybody learns the same. That's something I've learned as a homeschooler. You know, my, my nine-year-old is, is dyslexic. You know what I mean? And he doesn't learn the way that my 12-year-old learns. So we have to approach it in a different way. And alhamdulillah, he's intelligent. He's extremely intelligent. So, uh, so that's really what it boils down to. We want to give access to the Muslim blind community the same way Muslim-sided people have access to the word of Allah and the information about Islam. We want to be able to give da'wah materials. Nobody's ever done that before. No one has hmm. ever, ever had accessible da'wah materials to give to blind people at a blind convention or anything like that No one's ever done that before Alhamdulillah We can say that we were the first to do it And inshallah we won't, It won't be the last time we did it So we want to be able to give the same information Access to them And we want to be treated Just like you want to be treated With respect, with dignity We're not doing anything haram Nothing we're doing is against Islam As a matter of fact The way people treat us With disrespect with looking down on us, with looking like we can't do anything and all we're good for is to sit at the corner. Really, that's going against this now. So that's really my final mm -hmm. remark is just love for your brother, what you love for yourself. Help us make Islam uh, more accessible and available to the blind community to the best of our abilities, inshallah ta'ala. And I wanted to thank you guys uh, for the opportunity to come and speak to your audience. And inshallah, this won't be the last time we could chop it up. No, 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 bro. I want to thank you for the opportunity, bro. Just like I told you in the DMs, bro. I knew from the jump that this was something good. And Jazakallah Khair for reaching out, you know, and the fact we both agreed to make this like a proper episode, you know. Alhamdulillah, bro. I learned so much from this, bro. It was a good wake-up call for myself. On how anything else you want to say? No, oh, man. Alhamdulillah. It's been beautiful. It's been beautiful hearing your story. Alhamdulillah. All right, Ali. Until next time, man. Keep you in your du'as. Uh, keep us in your du'as. And, you know, we'll obviously do the same. Inshallah. Anyone that made it this far, comment down below. Hashtag wake up. All right. Because we don't have forever. This dunya is limited. Time is finite. Whatever time we have, love for your brother. Answers to what you love for yourself. Inshallah. Hold on. I got, I got a question. I got a question. Go for it, bro. Is it, brother, is your wife making you the empanadillas? 
Uh, you need to don't fry up like that, but we love some good empanadillas. <laughs> Man. We love how some about, good empanadillas. Uh, how about maduros, Bro, yeah, Palanga, she makes she, she makes she makes she makes some good tostones and she makes some banging uh pollo guisa. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Does she know how to make uh pana? No, I don't even know what that is. I don't know what's going on right now. I'm like, uh, this, yo, yo, look, look, I'll make sure I'll make sure to share my personal info with you, Fired, inshallah. You can share it with Angel. You guys, yeah, hit me up personally, inshallah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But ask her about Bana and ask her about Maduros, bro. That's no, I know Platano Maduro. Platano okay. Maduro, yeah, we know about it's that. I don't really like it. She it? loves it. I don't like it, but she likes it. Okay, well, listen, <laughs> listen, brother. You try that pana, bro, that's a game changer. Let me tell you. So <laughs> ask her about it. And she's, bro, she's probably going to be like, she ain't going to send it. She, okay. <laughs> and then she's going to go in there and start whipping it up. Inshallah. Yeah, I bet. Inshallah. Khair. Inshallah. Khair. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. And there was someone commenting right now, you know, very often, when do you guys stream? So just so you guys don't know, if you're new to the channel, we stream Mondays and Fridays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's usually Tuesdays and Saturdays, 7 a.m. time for Eastern countries like Malaysia, Thailand, Indonesia, Singapore, so on and so forth. Um, and for the UK, that's about midnight, Monday night, you know, alhamdulillah, Monday and Friday night. Aki, anything else we could do for you? Any other question you had? That's it, bro, man. I'm good to go. Barakalafikum. Once again, for the opportunity. Um, Listen, guys, please uh, just support us any way you can. You know, we don't have a big organization paying our bills, right? It's strictly the Muslim community. You know, alhamdulillah, my man Fayed says it. This is the realest podcast in the universe. <laughs> you know, let's be real here. You know, alhamdulillah, we are strictly, strictly funded by Muslims. Most the Muslim community, not, you know, these big organizations. I don't want to name names, but, you know, uh, we reach out to them and all they want to do is take us over, you know? And put us on the back burner. So, uh, mm -hmm. alhamdulillah, we don't want that. We want to keep doing what we're doing to make sure that, you know, alhamdulillah, we keep this community our priority. So please be generous, spread the word, and let somebody know. Let somebody know that somebody's doing this work and support it, inshallah ta'ala. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik. Nashadu wa nala ilaha Astaghfirukum wa natubu Alhamdulillah. And guys, if you made it this far, stay tuned for tomorrow. Very special, important video dropping tomorrow. Hashtag WW3. If you know, you know. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.